Hello and welcome to the January edition of After Dark at the Movies. I'm I'm Nick and joining me on this month's episode is Mr. Craig Lucas. Hey, howdy, hey. He's like one of those annoying bits of like toilet roll to get stuck in your bum crack. Just can't seem to shift him. Um, Can I send you a photograph? Uh, please don't. And also this month joining us is Ryan the newest member of the After Dark Network team. And uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. And once again, thank you for joining the team. Oh, no worries. This is my first uh, After Dark at the Movies episode. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, to be fair, it's only our second. So we're still, we're yeah, still trying to figure it I'm, out. I'm, I'm still early on in this one. This is good. That's that's you're You're there at the creation. That's very true. Um, and actually, we've got Ryan to, I, I want to say, I was going to say thank, but that may not be the case, as we'll later come on to, um, because it was Ryan who suggested on Dis After Dark uh, about looking at Tomorrowland. Not the actual land itself, but the uh, the film of the same name, um, which is what this month's uh, show is about. So uh, if this is your first episode, just to recap... Basically, we take a film, possibly one that people don't talk about or one that we haven't seen before, and we go away and we watch it and we make notes and kind of review it, discuss it, um, and, and that's that's pretty much the basis of this show. So I made some notes before we actually start with the show about the film itself. Um, the film is called Tomorrowland, as we mentioned, but in the UK, it was titled Tomorrowland, A World Beyond. And it seems like there was some kind of weird copyright issue. Was it some festival? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So basically, um, there's a European trademark against Tomorrowland as, as, a, as, a, as a name. So in America, Disney own it. Uh, but in certain parts of Europe, it's owned by a... Uh, music festival promoter so in some parts of Europe it was also called Project T I, I mean, couldn't he just pay the money and just say yeah Mr Music Man we're going well, to can I, we borrow it it's not so much that what it comes down to it, it's more complex than that so there was a similar issue with uh, Zootopia yeah. and Zootropolis and it's it's not that they can't call the film by that title, though they would have to pay some kind of fee, absolutely. But what it stops them doing is any merchandise. So basically, if they wanted to make a film with the same title, they'd have to pay a trademark, uh, you know, fee. And if they wanted to make merchandise, they'd have to pay a trademark fee. So it's just easier and simpler, simpler and cheaper to just call it something else. Little did they know with this one, there was absolutely no need for them to create merchandise as it didn't sell any. But the, you know what I mean. I, I'm really glad that Brad Bird um, had never used uh, a robot sacrificing itself for the greater good in any of his other films. Oh, God, has he? The Iron Giant, the first oh, one. Boring. Ryan, as the person who selected this film... Mm. I don't know if you actually selected it or you just mentioned it and I happened to jump on it, but regardless, your thoughts on Tomorrowland or your notes on Tomorrowland? 
Yeah, so I remember seeing this at the cinema and being blown away. And at the end of the at the end of the film, walking out and saying to Donna, "Oh my god, that film was amazing." And I've, that's, that memory has stuck with me ever since, until last night when I rewatched it. Can I just and, can I just say my very very similar to you, exact yeah. same thing. When I watched it at the cinema, I really really walked out of there thinking, "What a great film! I can't believe this isn't doing better business." But I didn't mm. watch it again until last night. Yeah, and it, it's, yeah, exactly the same. It's the first time I've watched it since the cinema last night. It's been sitting on on the Blu-ray shelf for years, and um, I there's parts of it that I absolutely love. Right, so Craig mentions the 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 whole intro in the '64 World's Fair. Like you, you get off straight away on the bus, and they're playing. Um, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow in the background. Yeah, and that that whole build up, and it's a small world being featured, and Hugh Laurie, you know, Hugh, I like Hugh Laurie. I think he's a great actor. And just, you know, him being featured, you never quite know what's going on there. Um, the whole sequence is amazing, even up to the point where his jetpack gets gets fixed and he's flying through Tomorrowland. It's all quite cool. And then it literally dies off for a good 45 minutes while you introduce this girl that you really don't give a shit about the entire film. Mm-hmm. You don't care about her family. Don't really care at all. Uh, then it starts to get good again, where the uh, they enter the blast in the past. That you have that robot that walks into the Star Wars entrance, which is amazing, and even just pausing, which is a, I remember one of the things I really wanted to do when I saw it in the cinema was pausing the film yeah. in that blast in the past shop and just pausing it and seeing how many nods that Brad Bird had put in that shop to past Disney stuff. You know, there's an old Falcon that gets like broken apart on uh, one of the robots' faces, I think. You know, things like that. And also, so much in that shop. But also, when, when that happens, the the noise, for some yeah. strange reason, was the, the uh, Millennium Falcon gun going off yeah. when that gets used as a weapon. Yeah. Exactly. It's like not things like that that you think that's really, really cool. Um and I love that scene. The um the, I love that the, the bad robots are called audio animatronics. Yes. I think like that's such a small thing that they really didn't have to they could have just called them robots. But the fact that they're called audio animatronics, like they are in the theme parks, again it's Brad Bird just going, Yep, that's perfect or 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 whoever you know, one of the writers, whoever it was. Um that's a real little nod to people that love the parks. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of that in the film, but not enough. And I think this film is proof that you can't just listen to the Diz Twitter sphere and get their opinions on how to make a film. Um, I think, granted, I would like to have seen more from Tomorrowland. There wasn't really much going on there at all. So, yeah, I think that it's got its moments, but it's one of those films where... I, I finished watching it last night and I was like, oh, I wish I, wish I held on to that memory of the first time I saw it in the cinema. And there's parts of it that still give that. And I think it's all of the, the nods to the theme parks that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably it. Like, I think the there's, there's cool scenes like the the one in uh, Blast in the Past, the robot fight in, or audio animatronic fight in um, his house. That's pretty cool. There's like there's some nice booby traps yep. there. yeah. Um, there's bits and pieces that are cool, but yeah, Craig, you got it right. As soon as they get to Tomorrowland for the second time, they kind of built up throughout the whole film. You know, she's there for like what, like a minute and a half or something, and yeah. there's lo- loads of cool stuff's going on. Like it's it's clearly the future, 
and then they get there the second time and the whole last third of the movie is basically inside one building with a really shit lift yeah and and that's it that's that's the film and that that for me like it's got like three or four amazing scenes in it and the rest of it's quite boring yeah um thank you um yeah it's a light ride i hate saying i hate saying because i the first time i saw i loved it yeah and that's it i mean like ryan um and i said earlier you know i watched it at the cinema really enjoyed it even though i knew it had destroyed tron 3 happening i you know i I, and i joked about it at the time i didn't hold it against it too much because films are films and whatever but um i had this memory of really enjoying it and i bought it a couple of years ago like ryan did i bought it a couple of years ago on blu-ray and just never got around to watch so if you want to vote on the March film, you'll, you have to join Patreon with the subscription and support us, and um, you'll have access to the, the these shows. Oh, wait a minute. They can't hear this unless they're already on Patreon. Be, well, I'm going to put a little, I'm gonna put a little, um, a little bit out okay. on the feed, so I, I might cut and paste that bit. Would feel to be free. I wish I could break all the chains holding me. I wish I could say all the things that I should say. Say I'm loud, say I'm clear for the whole round world to hear. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.